what I what I'm thankful for is that um, no matter the setting that we're in, we can feel the presence of God all around us. And um, you know, I had a I had a lot of things prepared, uh, and I really felt the Lord, you know, dealing with me about some things. And I, I think we'll, I think we'll maybe go into some of it. But I wonder if, uh, if we can just for a second more, if we can just uh, continue in that, in that place of prayer. And let's just for just a couple more moments, let's just wait on God and see maybe what He would, uh, He would do in these next few moments. While I keep myself from getting hit by the door. Amen. Let's just go ahead and pray for a second. Jesus, we thank you, Father, for this time that we have here tonight. God, we bear witness with what we feel here. We bear witness with your spirit, Jesus. And I just want to be obedient, Father, to what you want to do. I want to be obedient, God, to what you want said, to what you want done. Oh, God, I don't want to add to or take away anything. I take this service under the authority in the name of the Lord Jesus tonight. Father, I lose your will in the name of Jesus. I lose the power of the Word of God to perform what it's sent to do tonight. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray the power that is in the name of Jesus would be loosed on these people here tonight. That those that are willing, those that desire to receive, and those that desire God to give you their cares, the desire to give you their burdens, Lord Jesus, would open up their heart, would open up their spirit, Jesus, and receive from you tonight what you would pour out. In the name of the Lord Jesus, well, we're not just passing time right now. Why don't you just continue to pray? Jesus name God you can do more in two moments than we can do in a lifetime in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus God we surrender all to you tonight we surrender all to you in your presence tonight Jesus we trust and believe you have a plan for us in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, hallelujah. Mm. Hallelujah. Jesus' name. You know, sometimes we can... Uh, even in this great big world where we know there's literally billions of people, it's easy to just feel all alone. You know, even even when you are in a room full of people or in a yard full of people, it's easy to feel like you are just living life and all of your situations, all of your circumstances are pertain only to you. And that, man, that it's just nearly impossible to, to get ahead, so to speak. And I, I, f- I feel like the, um, well, I know the Lord has, has been dealing with me about, you know, the, the concepts of, of this world and things that this world says are, are normal and, and are the way things should be and, and things that, you know, we've grown up hearing in, in the workplace and maybe even in school and in certain areas. And I hope this mic's working. Um, but I really feel like, and I talked about this, talked about it some last year, and, and the Lord just keeps bringing it back up to me with different things. I realize how easy it is for my own, my concepts to be to be skewed and to be to just be um, perverted in, in, the, in the true sense of the word, to be twisted and, and to not be correctly aligned with the word of God and the truth of, of Jesus. And one of those things is, um, is and it's, it's one of the areas, the Bible says that the love of money is, is the root of all evil. <laughs> and... Uh, a lot of people, you know, maybe can twist that and say um, 
desiring to have money as the root of evil, which is not necessarily the case, but it can definitely lead down that road. But it's an, it's interesting how the enemy can can use such a such a thing that we see as as essential and vital, right? Money. <laughs> we we can't really survive in this world by this world's standards, by this world's thinking without money. And so the enemy will he will come and say you know whatever you know, you know maybe maybe he'll say okay well you don't have a job right now whatever he'll he'll just feed your mind and this this happens this will happen with with everything um, that he can grab a hold of to to use against you and um, this this thought this uh, this story came to my mind and I'm gonna forgive me for using my phone as my Bible because my Bible is like a a wind sail <laughs> it's huge and it would just catch all of this wind tonight. So I'm going to use this, uh, this phone. But this story came to my mind while we were praying earlier. And uh, it's about the, the prophet Elijah. Elijah or Elisha? I'm pretty sure it's Elijah. And uh, 1 Kings chapter 17. And if you, if you want to, you can turn there, scroll there, or click there. 1 Kings 17 and... Verse five. You know when you when you when you start talking about money, um, you you don't really have to have much like discernment or observation to realize people kind of <laughs> tense up, you know, and uh, can close off pretty easily. But um, don't worry, I'm not gonna I'm not tr- gonna try to get in your business tonight, but. God might try to, but I'm not. Gonna, I'm not going to. But I believe that. I believe God wants to. I believe He wants to give us faith for our situations. You know, we a lot of times you hear the term in church that, man, I need a financial miracle, and uh, I believe God still does that. I believe God can do that, and uh, He's He is our provider. And um, you know, speaking of the concepts of of this world, one of the the concepts that, if we're not careful, it can become a sort of a gray line that uh, we can cross over, and and that is that. Well, my my job is is my source of provision, or or this thing or that thing is what what is my source, and uh, and it seems like a small thing, but but I'm, I've the Lord's begin to deal with me about. Yes, he uses my job to provide for me, but I, I've just begun to be convicted and realize that, yes, he uses my job, but I believe that he gave me that job. And he, he gave that job to me, and he can take my job away if he so so pleases. And and I have to have the confidence, I have to have the faith to believe that if he does that, then he's still the God that's in control, that gave me the job, that gave me the, those means of income, that gave me that those finances, and um, and so I'm I'm not there yet. I'm still trying to to let him do that in me and truly convince me of that that he is my source. And uh, there's a situation here in First Kings chapter 17 with the prophet in verse five. It says uh, he went and did according to the word of the Lord. So he's he's obeying God. He's doing what God just told him to do. And he went and he dwelt by the brook Sherith, that is before Jordan. Now this is a man, he's on the run because uh, the queen is trying to, trying to kill him. So he's hiding out, he's on the run, he, he has nothing. And he's now, he's camping out by, by this, little, this little creek. And the ravens brought him bread and flesh in the morning. They brought him bread and meat. And bread and flesh in the evening. He's getting two meals a day delivered by by birds. That's just think about that. Just think about that for a second. I mean, there's no birds out right now, but just imagine if if a bird literally flew up and and I don't know what the what these portions were. You know, if it was if it was a twelve ounce steak or 
or what it was, you know, if it was a filet fish But regardless, the, the bird, and I don't know if it was one bird, if it was a mouthful, but two times a day he was bringing him bread and, and meat. That's, that's more than the children of Israel had in the, uh, in the wilderness. They just, for the most part, they just had the bread. <laughs> and so this guy's getting the birds delivering him bread and meat. And just that alone, I, I, I could, I mean, I could stop there and, um, and that, that, that alone convicts me because, man, you know, and yes, life, life can get difficult and, and, you know, things can get tight and, you know, we, we can wonder, okay, where's the next bit? Where, how am I going to pay for this next bill? How am I going to do this next thing? And, but then I read this scripture and I think, man, you know, taking thought for these things in life that are all temporary, though, yes, they're important for right now. It, it seems so, just so foolish to, to really worry over when my God that can use a bird to bring food to a man when he's the one that's in control of my life. And, um, but the story goes on, and it came to pass after a while that the brook dried up, uh-oh, because there had been no rain in the land, which kind of ironically was his own doing. He spoke the word of the Lord and said that there be no rain, and uh, it happened. And so now a few years later, there hadn't been rain for a while, so this brook that he's living next to that's given him water, it dries up. But God was still in control, and verse 8 says that the word of the Lord came unto him, once again saying, Arise and get thee to Zarephath, which belongeth to Zidon, and dwell there. For behold, I have commanded a widow woman there to sustain thee. So he's like, okay, perfect, you know. I'm getting upgraded. I'm going from (laughs) ravens bringing me meat and bread twice a day to now I'm going into town and and there's going to be a widow lady there. And uh, I don't know how he was thinking. Maybe, you know, maybe he's thinking, man, maybe this lady's rich and maybe she's going to have, you know, this spread, this buffet. And little did he know when he walks into town, Verse 10, he comes to the gate of the city, and behold, the widow woman was there gathering sticks. And he called to her and said, Fetch me, I pray thee, a little water and a vessel that I, am, that I may drink. Keep in mind, they're in a drought. And she was going to fetch it, and he called to her and said, Also, while you're at it, please bring me, I pray thee, a morsel of bread in thy hand. And she said, As the Lord thy God liveth, I have no cake, but a handful of meal in a barrel, and a little oil in a cruise. And behold, I am gathering two sticks. That kind of shows the, the amount of food that she had. She only needed two sticks to start the fire to cook this meal. Amen. Can you just, I know we're just reading scripture for now, but I, I, I still feel the Holy Ghost out here, <laughs> not in here, but still feel the Holy Ghost out here. And I wonder if, before we go on, if we can just, one more time, if we can just ask God to, to speak to us tonight. Father, we thank you, Jesus, for your word. Thank you, Jesus, for your provision, O oh God. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. Father, I pray you'd give us ears to hear what the Spirit is saying to your church. Give us ears to hear in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. So I'm going to read... uh, Start at the beginning of verse 12 again. The lady says, as, as the Lord thy God liveth, I have not a cake but a handful of meal and a barrel and a little oil and a cruise. And behold, I am gathering two sticks that I may go in and dress it for me and, and my son that we may eat it and die. That's pretty pretty serious situation. We've probably all heard the term, you know, 
scraping the bottom of the barrel and uh, doesn't get much more real than this. <laughs> scraping the bottom of the barrel. Scraping the bottom of the barrel of meal and, and of oil. Jesus' name. So I don't know who this is for tonight, if it's for for all of us or one person, but I feel like the, uh, man, the Holy Ghost is, he's reaching for, he's reaching for someone right now. And it's, it's no coincidence um, at all in, in, and God's will and God's timing, it's no coincidence who is here tonight. Amen. I want to I'm gonna read this verse one more time, maybe. This lady, once again, her response. I'm gonna the, the Lord wants to get this in someone's spirit tonight. She said, I have not a cake, but a handful of meal in a barrel, and a little oil in a cruise. Behold, I'm gathering two sticks, that I may go in and dress it for me and my son, that we may eat it and die. Can we, can we just pray one more time? The, for whatever reason, the Holy Ghost is, is stopping us right here. I know it, it may be kind of awkward, it may be uncomfortable, but I, I just want to be obedient to the Lord tonight. Father, you know every single individual that's here. It's, it's not a coincidence. No one comes, Father, except you draw them. Jesus, and we're waiting on you right now. We're being obedient to your spirit, Father, to the drawing, the pulling of your spirit. Father, I pray in this moment that we not miss the hour of your visitation. Jesus, that we be sensitive and yield to the voice and the leading of your spirit. In the name of the Lord Jesus, in the name of the Lord Jesus. You know, the prophet could have, he could have stopped right there and said, okay, sorry, you know, maybe I have the wrong person. And he could have moved on. But he had a word, he had a word from the Lord that sent him to that city and God, the same God who used a raven to deliver him food twice a day, that same God allowed the creek to dry up that caused his season at that place to end. And then spoke to him again and said, okay, it's time. It's time to move. It's time to head to this city because I have a divine appointment, not only for your own provision, but the story goes on. And it wasn't, it wasn't a selfish request of, of the prophet for this lady who was scraping the bottom of the barrel. It wasn't a selfish request, but it was a request out of faith and obedience to the Word of God that came to him and an understanding that, you know what, the concepts and the circumstances of this world 
would try to say, this is the wrong lady. That this is impossible for this to be the lady that's going to provide for me right now and that's going to sustain me. But the story goes on and, and Elijah in, in the faith of God and the word of God that he went to that city with, he tells the lady, he says, fear not, but go and do as thou hast said. Continue to make that, that last little cake that you can with, with this scraping this bottom of the barrel. Continue to do that, but make me thereof a little cake first and bring it unto me and then after make for thee and for thy son and i can, i can just imagine the uh the blank stare of this lady who is probably looking at him like did you not did you not just hear what i said before this i I'm scraping the bottom of the barrel. I have a, a little tiny meal and a little oil. I'm making one cake for me and my son. But uh, he goes on, he says, For thus, thus saith the Lord God of Israel, The barrel of meal shall not waste, neither shall the cruise of oil fail, until the day that the Lord sendeth rain upon the earth. So he gave he gave this lady a prophetic word of the Lord that if she would obey and do that, that it wouldn't run out. And so she did it. She had she had enough faith to do it. And she went and, and did according to the saying of Elijah. And she and he and, and her house, watch this, she, he, and her house did eat many days, and the barrel of meal wasted not, neither did the cruise of oil fail, according to the word of the Lord, which he spake by Elijah. You know, I... Um, I, like I said, I really I'm not trying to. Uh, I, I don't want to get in anyone's business tonight. But if someone would, if someone would just allow the the word of the Lord, this the word. I know I'm using my phone, but the words that come from the, the word of God, the the Bible. If they would, if someone would just allow that to resonate in their heart, their spirit, and and reach out and latch onto it with faith. I think that I think it's been said the last two Sundays in a row that that um, the word of God had no effect in um, I'm, I, and I think it's mentioned in two places. Uh, it's Hebrews, correct? That it talks about that. That it says this: the word of God had no effect in these individuals because when they heard it, they did not mix it with faith. And I believe this story with this widow woman would would have been the exact same turnout, the exact same result that she and her son would have died shortly thereafter if she had not mixed the word of God that Elijah spoke to her with faith and believed, you know what? I literally have nothing to lose. This this was going to be my last meal and we were going to die. And there's some of you tonight You're at that point, and the Holy Ghost is reaching for you right now. And we can try in our our humanity. We can try in our humanity and by this world's concepts. To figure it all out to make it all work, to make enough money. And God is tonight. I really, I don't have 
a lot of words to say, but the Holy Ghost is keeping me up here for, for a certain length of time. He's given an open door tonight. And I believe the Lord is, is reaching and saying, you know what? There's someone that you might be at the bottom of your barrel tonight. And it seems impossible for, for it not to run out if you make one more cake. And especially if you make it and make it for someone else. If you make it selfishly and, and in faith. But that's God's economy for you. That's the power of, of the Spirit of God that, that can cause something that's in the natural that is running out. He can cause it to never run dry. In Jesus' name. Why don't we stand? I'm, I think I'm finished. Jesus' name. Come on, why don't we just lift our hands? I'm, I'm, just, I'm pleading with someone tonight in the Holy Ghost right now. God's reaching for you. He's drawing for you. He's giving you a space of grace, a window of opportunity. If you'll yield to Him, that if you'll submit, He'll supply your every need. That meal, that oil will not run out. And the rivers of living water that once sprung up as a well in you will spring up once again into everlasting life. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, we call on your name, God. We call on your name, our provider. We call on your name, Father. Come on, you may you don't know when the man of God, when the when the Spirit of God may pass by this way again. This may be the last opportunity that the Holy Ghost passes the same way again. That He gives the same opportunity to reach out, to grab hold and say, You know what? I'm done trying on my own. I'm done living by my own means. Come on, keep talking with him. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, you can be seated. Praise God. The um, I realize this may be different for some of you. Um, you're probably realizing we're not interested in having a nice put together sermon that we can deliver and you can say it sounded really good. Thanks. I'll go home now and talk about it. We're interested in hearing what the Spirit of the Lord is wanting to say and God's interested in lives, not tickling ears. without even meaning to, usually, 
we buy into the world system. And by that I mean we put what the world says the way things should work above the Word of God. And so therefore we put more confidence in the wisdom of men than in the wisdom and the Word of God. And thereby the adversary robs us of our faith. Because we look at circumstances rather than looking to the author and the finisher of our faith. You say, you mean you're telling me I should just quit my job and trust God? Nobody said that tonight. But we understand he is our source. And there is, I bear witness in my spirit There's someone that came here tonight that you came with the idea, I'm going to try it one more time. But after that, I don't know. I've tried God. I've tried. Yeah, you've told. You asked me, so I'll go. But I've tried God. The Spirit of the Lord is being so clear and particular tonight. He knows where you are. Even if no one else knows, he knows exactly where you are. God knew where that woman was when he sent the man of God to her. He knew. He knew where you were when you made a decision. You, this, some of you are here tonight and you're thinking, the last place I thought on be on the last Thursday night of August was sitting out in some church's lawn with the wind blowing my hair around, if you got here. And... But God knew you would be here. And see, we bail out before the story finishes. And that's exactly what the adversary wants you to do. You're at this place of decision. There is such a clarity in the Holy Ghost. You are at a place of decision. And the Lord is giving you space so that you'll make the decision that he's trying to, by his word, give you faith to make. Rather than walking and going your own way with your own plan. He stopped reading. But if you read the rest of the story, it wasn't long after that very woman, her son became sick. And her son died. And she called for the man of God and said, why is this happening? She immediately said, am I now paying for my sin? I don't know what her sin was, but she associated it with something. And the Bible tells us, go read the rest of that chapter, the 17th chapter. Elijah went in to this child And it's the first time. There was nowhere in Scripture you have any precedence for this. Elijah didn't have something in his history he can go back and pull from. Elijah didn't have somewhere he could go back and say, okay, this is what I'm supposed to do. Elijah went in and stretched on the child, and God raised that boy from the dead. What would have happened if the woman would have said, sir... What you're asking of me, I can't do. I can only see in the natural. And what I see in the natural tells me that I can't meet your request. I tell you what the Holy Ghost is trying to do for not just somebody, many somebodies tonight. Here's exactly what the Holy Ghost is trying to do. And if you're sitting here and you're going, man, I hear what they're saying, but I don't think this is for me. This part here is for every one of us. The Holy Ghost is trying to spiritually take and remove from our eyes and our minds this blindness that causes us to look at the natural and not walk in faith. He's trying to remove this element that causes us to always look at the natural first. That looks at circumstances first. 
that looks at my situation first. There's some that you're sitting here and saying, but, but you don't know what I'm going through. That may be true. The Spirit of the Lord is trying to get you to step in faith. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I'm going to finish with this. It was, I don't know, 17, 18 years ago maybe. Bishop Schoonover and I and Sister Lorraine, she was just a teenager at the time, and a man named Johnny Garrison, who had been a missionary in Africa for 22 years. The four of us got in our vehicle, had a little Nissan Pathfinder, and the four of us drove from Puyallup to Wapato, Washington. We all lived over there. We drove to Wapato to be in a church service, to minister in that church service. Um, I had no idea any place in my mind. I never thought for a moment that I'd ever live over here. But in that service, the Holy Ghost ministered from this passage of Scripture that was just ministered to us tonight. And the Spirit of the Lord began to deal with us about the last amount of meal in our barrel. And would we be willing to take that which we had placed so much value in and give it to God and trust Him with it? I'll never forget it as long as I live. I watched a lady, an elderly lady. I watched an elderly lady under the power of the Holy Ghost. There was no appeal of a man to try to get somebody to do something. It was just simply the sharing of the Word of God. And if you think I'm getting ready to take an offering, I'm not. I want to make that clear. I don't want you checking out on me because you say, oh, no, he's getting No, we're not. You need to get this in your spirit. I watched this elderly woman as the Word of God was being ministered and the Spirit of God began to deal with us in that room, there was probably maybe about this many people. It wasn't a big crowd. I watched her get up and come up to the altar. And she reached in her purse and took what she had. She said, I was going to buy groceries with this tomorrow. But I'm laying it here. It was her expression, you understand? It was her expression of faith. This is all I have left at the moment. It was her expression of faith. I watched as when she did that, it's like it broke something in the spirit in that room. I watched different individuals, and they didn't come up announcing everything. They just started coming to the altar with different things and laying things on the altar. I watched a couple. I, could, I saw a couple, they were like, where they were sitting, this husband and wife, and they were talking to each other. I could tell they were debating something. I don't know if he was wanting to do something, and she was like, what are you thinking? Or if she was wanting to do something, and he's like, what do you think? But you could tell they were, they were in this place of wrestling with where God was dealing with them. There was something in their marriage, something in, that they knew that God's asking us, God's asking us. And I watched them. I was further at the back at this point. I'm watching them, and I'm watching all this take place. And this man finally went up, and he took the keys to his car, and he laid them on the altar. And he expressed... He said, my wife and I, he couldn't get work. He'd been trying to get work, trying to find a job, trying to find a job. He had three kids, I think. Yeah, three kids. They couldn't find a job. They had moved here to help, to work with the church. 
couldn't get a job. They were going to sell that car just to sustain a little bit longer. They gave that car. I don't even remember what car it was. It's irrelevant. Before that night was over, someone gave them a car. Matter of fact, it was Bishop. The Holy Ghost moved on Bishop in that moment. Bishop had bought, I don't know why I'm telling you all this. Somebody needs to understand what the Lord is doing. It's a work of the Spirit. What you're a part of, what you've witnessed through these valleys, anywhere where Bishop, it started, something happened there 17 years ago with this same type of message where people stepped in faith. God was appealing to the faith. Bishop had bought a, a Jaguar. It wasn't like a brand new one. It was, but he'd always wanted one. So he bought this Jaguar for, I don't know, seven or $8,000. He hadn't had it two months, I don't think, three months maybe. He was so proud of that car. He drove it around. It wasn't some, you know, it wasn't an $80,000 Jaguar. It was a seven or eight, but it was nice. He liked it. When that man gave that car, something moved. I was standing right there. I, I watched it. Bishop and I had worked together long enough. He went and he said, I'm giving you my car right now. I'm not asking you to give a car or anything tonight. Unless the Holy Ghost tells you to do that. And the Holy Ghost does tell you to do that sometimes. You can't. I gave a car away once and then in the same week I had two cars given to me. You can't. I'm talking to you about where you are in your heart, whatever you're holding on to. This is not about a financial thing. I hope you understand that tonight. This is about you and where you are in your life and what you're holding on to. That you're just like, God, I'd like to trust you with this, but I can't. I'd like to trust you with this one last thing I'm holding on to, God, but I can't. So I'm holding on to it. Do you realize the miracle for the woman was when she let go of the very thing she was holding on to? Because what she said when she let go was she saying, God, you can do more with it than I can. I'm done trying to make it work with my efforts. Come on, we need to pray again. You say, how do I do that? I don't, I don't even, I, I feel what the Spirit of the Lord is doing, but I, don't, I, I would just tell you to begin to express to Him, God, and if you know that area that he's talking about, then I would express that, God, I've I, I done everything I know to do, and this is the last I have. I'm on, my, I'm on my last meal. I'm on my last thread. I'm down to the end of this. I'm releasing it to you. I'm releasing it to you. I've done everything I know to do with that lost loved one. I'm releasing them to you. I trust you, God, in this. I trust you in this. I've tried all my efforts and all my ways. I'm releasing it to you. I've tried to manipulate it, coerce it, work it. God, I'm releasing it to you. I'm releasing it to you. Come on, this woman was facing the possibility of death by releasing that cake. She was facing the possibility of death by letting it go. But I feel the Spirit of God reaching to somebody. You're, you're in this place where you're wrestling between fear and faith. Fear and faith. If I, if I let my child go, what happens? If you let them go into the hand of God, God is in control. You're not casting them out into the world. You're just saying, God, I've, I've done what I know to do. I'm releasing them to you. Yenele kitilie si arataye ki arando yo si arabakahaye. We trust you, Father. We trust you. You are our source. Uh, you're the source of life, the source of provision, the source of peace, the source of hope. The, you are our source. Everything we need is in you.
Come on, let the Spirit of God have His way in your heart right now. Let the Spirit of God work right there where He is. It's a work of His Spirit, not something we can produce. Let the Spirit of God work in your spirit right now. Come on, He feels you releasing stuff into His hand. He knows your spirit. Itabale koroshiti erele di arara makaye ye lororoto ye masitale mokoroshitai ye lorori alamande yokosi arande ye tu mani sororoko ye iti aramando lobosi arataha. Come on, you've heard the word of the Lord. If you'll release it to him, the cruise of oil will not run out. The barrel of meal will not run out. You can trust him. You can trust him. I will receive your word, Lord. I will believe your word. I will trust in your word. Jesus, 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 how great you are, how great you are, Itamana. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. I'm thankful for the Word of God and the Spirit of God tonight. for his care for us that knows so clearly where we are that he in his grace and wisdom would come and meet us where we are. I'm thankful for that. I pray that you lay hold on the word of God tonight. That you lay hold on it. In Jesus' name. Why don't we stand together? Lord Jesus, we thank you for your word and your truth. We thank you for your care for us. I thank you for your arm that is not short, that is reaching tonight. You know what you're doing, God. I I don't. I don't. I don't understand everything you're doing tonight. I don't have insight into all that you're doing here, but I recognize that you are clearly and obviously reaching into lives. And I thank you for that, Lord. I trust in you. 
I pray according to your word, so prove yourself to this people. As they walk and step in faith, In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Kataeno katale deyatata. I really just want to tell you, you can go home, and, I, and you can. But there is such a deep move of the Spirit right now, I can't just, like, step out of it. You may not be the woman with a barrel that's almost empty, so it may seem just the passing of time to you, but I promise you it's not to them and it's not to God. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Iramando lobo si aradandele kitai robo koshitaye. Jesus, Jesus. Hallelujah. Children of God, you need to be sensitive to the Holy Ghost right now. In Jesus' name.
Thank you, Jesus. You can pray as long as you like to. I do have a release in my spirit. That's not telling anybody you need to go, but if you, if you do need to go, you are free to go. If you're, if you're a guest tonight, thank you for being with us. Please, uh, if you didn't figure it out tonight, we're not really here for a show. We're not here to try to put on a good production. That's not our purpose or our calling. But I don't think any of you are here by coincidence tonight. God brought you here. And you can acknowledge that or not. He wants to restore you. He wants to heal you mentally, emotionally, physically, and most of all, spiritually. He wants to do these things in your life. God wants to do this. I know this because His Word tells me so. Stop fighting God. Submit yourself to the Lord. And watch what He'll do. Watch what He'll do. Let Him restore. Let Him work. May God bless you. In Jesus' name. Thank you for being here tonight. We love you. Thank you. you. No, thank you very much. I'm gonna I'm gonna let them take care of yes. it. Okay. Thank you. They'll go in the foyer.